0: Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Udicast, episode 242. Uh, joining us this week, uh, recurring guest Mark Simon, marketing coordinator of the Utica Zoo, is back as we get excited for Winter in the Wild, taking place February 29th. Uh, also this week, uh, Kevin and Heather are here. They're back. We're going to recap uh, the Oscars from last night. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about... I don't mean, know what else we talked about. We talked about... I forget what we talked about. Lots of stuff. Talk about lots of stuff. Lots I get, of stuff. I run through the list and I forget what we talked about. We talked about lots of things. We'll find as... out.
1: You have to stay tuned, <laughs> I think, because it's going
0: to have to be. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, folks. As always, we are happy to have you here. Voice turn the voice on uh welcome back folks it's you to cast episode 242 i,
2: can't
0: that. I know every I just... week, we're getting close to a round number so now it starts to become the countdown we're like wow i can't believe we've made it this far it, it does 242 it, once we got into the 240s i've been a little thrown off by like i don't know i guess we're getting close to some sort of something we're getting it sounds close like you guys something. are
1: just struggling with counting it seems like that'll be the next <laughs> one. Last week was two, Wait, 241. What? I know. No, I know. It's not really a surprise that this is 242. It's not a surprise.
0: I think, again, for me, it's always just been because this show, when I think about the episodes, as I think of them as a week, every week is an episode, mm-hmm. it just really um, magnifies the march of time. In ah, a I way see. that I didn't ah, I expect. Yeah. And Perhaps you're not so happy for a
1: guy post every <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah,
0: see. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, oh, really, it's that time again? Mm-hmm. It's gotten to that point in time because I've been so busy lately. Uh, welcome back to the show, folks. Uh, joining us, I think we tried to figure this out. Maybe it's like his sixth or seventh time on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, recurring guest. Recurring nice. guest. I think
1: we're up to recurring guest. Yeah, stays. recurring
0: guest, Utica uh, Zoo uh, Marketing Coordinator Mark Simon joined mm-hmm. us once again to talk More about... Funny. Your work pal. Is he your boss,
3: technically? No. He's not your boss. I was curious. I don't know. I
0: don't know what the hierarchy at the zoo is. Um, uh, He was here to talk about Winter in the Wild, which is coming up on February 29th. Leap year day. Yeah, leap year. Lethal leap year. What a great day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking forward to it. Really exciting. Had a great conversation with him. So looking forward to that. Heather, you're here. Is everyone in health? Yeah, everyone's great. (laughs) This is the
3: weirdest thing ever. I'm like, do you have a fever today, Kaz? That's good. and Everybody's good.
1: It's been a long time. Those are really germ factories. The, the daycares, little kids. Once you get them mixing in together,
0: they're
3: gross. Especially this year. This year's bad.
1: Mm-hmm. And we did
0: just have a lot of snow this weekend. A really impressive snowstorm, actually. So you definitely yeah. got out yes. and did
1: some skiing. I would imagine.
3: I feel like I wanted a vaca- like this great vacation for two weeks. Nice. That was three days of just, <laughs> just skiing.
1: Two and a half days of like semi-local skiing, and it feels like a whole. I feel vacation. amazing. That's actually. I really do. I, I really feel for all the snow people. Like you know, I'm not. I'm not necessarily somebody who does like you know winter sports or anything but i know a lot of people that are way into it yeah it's been a tough winter for folks like you that yeah. like to ski or snowmobile or ice fish or
3: whatever yeah. it might be
1: yeah well i'm glad
0: you got some time to go Thanks. out there uh that was gonna be my intro thing i usually like to have like one or two intro things for each one of you guys when i'm getting ready for the show mm-hmm. but then something happened as we were sitting at the table um you accidentally activated the google nest that oh one gosh. of my friends first
3: of all you could speak Pick on
0: me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we do pick on you about having it.
3: Because I have Alexa. And then I start talking, this random robot starts chatting up in the living room.
0: Yeah, Kev, you were not here when this item was foisted <laughs> upon me. The, the item
1: it. never the <laughs> item never would have landed. I <laughs> I'm a little bit, I got to tell you, I feel like a man without a country right now because I can't believe that my interests weren't protected. I go out of the house for a minute, feel I
0: come bad home, for you,
3: actually.
1: there's robots, you sh- I need you to I save you me. Right, yeah.
0: I need you to <laughs> save me, Justin, Justin I mean, in the background screaming that he had Kevin's back, that he didn't think he should have uh, installed the
4: robot. Into he
1: probably house. gave gave the gift or the idea. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe. I think he's in on it. Uh, scary. I didn't know what was going on. Uh,
0: I'll say this. Since it's been hooked up, I have forgotten it's been there. Which, which, is, what which is what they want you to do. Which is what they want you to do. And I've not used it once. Because it it's
3: useless. You know, it's, I love my Alexa. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: love it. I, I, I'm sorry like even having it in the house the first day it was in there and we were actually kind of actively using it to test it it still feels weird to yell across the room at nothing and have it respond <laughs> back to you. It's a very strange it's just weird it doesn't feel comfortable. God forbid I was there alone I would never use it. You sound right? like
3: two old men. I'm an old
0: man. I'm
3: used to it now it's normal.
1: Kev, uh, you'll never use yeah, it. that's normal. For
3: what? Yeah, I would say you you don't
1: understand what, what I would use it for. <laughs> I cannot imagine what I would need to use it for.
3: Can I say
0: I thought of a couple things? This, I'm like, well, if it's a speaker, maybe I can just hook my phone up to it and play music you through the speaker. Yeah, I got you can't. Not
3: through the Google. You no, you can't. I can. No, you, I can. You have to do it through you?
0: your Spotify account, which I don't have. Well, that's a. Uh... That's wild. That's what I know. That's wild. We
3: hooked our, it's Bluetooth, so we hooked our record player up through it. Mm. So I can play records in the living room that will play through the whole house.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of nice. See, I was hoping that there would be, like, some Bluetooth accessibility on this thing so I could just, you know, pop on a song or a podcast out of that little speaker mm-hmm. in the living room, but no, it doesn't no, that's, seem that's to be. that's what
1: you get a Bluetooth speaker for.
0: Yeah, so I'm just going to keep using the Bluetooth speaker we have at the house. Boom. Instead. What else?
3: <laughs> it is a silly thing to have. Everything I do on it, I can do for my phone or my laptop. Yeah. So...
0: Uh yeah, so we have this robot. We'll see how long it lasts in the house. Uh I don't I don't care for it so far, is the is my early review. Uh Kev, you uh you had a nice weekend. Uh you saw your brother whose birthday was this weekend. So shout, shout out, out to my brother to Andy Sullivan. Uh, GFOP. Wow, three one.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Always forget your brother. For whatever reason, just because I've known him for so long. I was thinking your brother is younger than he is. Thirty-one. Mm. He's closer to age to me than I give him credit for. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess just because I always, you know, when we were hanging out when we were
1: kids, you know, mm. I, well, those interdevelopmental years, like when you're in like high school and that three to four year difference is a lot yeah. more magnified when it's like eighth grade to twelfth grade, As right. opposed right, to right. Uh, now when everybody's out in like mm-hmm. early late twenties, early thirties. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, and you made some, you made some interesting. Um, observations about time you spent with your niece how are you enjoying uncle time a couple months in it's develop. amazing It's amazing. It's the best, <laughs> it the best? It's, no, it's great you get the best, <laughs> it's, it's it's the the best part
1: best. yeah yeah 100 100 percent.
0: it was my favorite part of being around my niece and nephew when they were at that really young early stage especially my nephew when he was really oh, yeah. young um because well, again when they start crying or get nervous i'd be like i this isn't mine what do i do with <laughs> it here to <laughs> save me from the real to be results. fair
1: my niece is a very good baby so like yeah, whatever, yeah. nothing's come up thus far you know what i mean be nice to be able to see her every day, but you know it's crazy with both my brother, um, and my sister-in-law, and other people I know who have had babies. It's wild to watch the amount of time and like expectations that are put on people with babies to be at places and to yes. see people, and people are always like coming at oh. you all the time, and it <laughs> takes up so much time anyway with a new baby. Oh, uh, it's really crazy. So shout out to all, all the new parents and the people who've been there before, and I'm sure you remember
3: mm-hmm.
1: how like everybody just everybody wants a piece yep. once the kid comes. How
0: long does that last before they don't want a piece anymore? Uh,
3: yeah, it's like a little while. A couple so years. So they're like... Like, <laughs> once they stop crawling. Mm-hmm. We,
1: once yeah, once, I feel once like, they've got an opinion and they can start really raising <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. Once they've got an opinion people uh, are like, you know what, keep your kid, I'll see it Easter. Yeah. I have to admit,
0: I like the ages that my nieces and nephews are at now because at this point in time, all of them have established personalities sure. and behavior traits, and I can sort of mess around with them a little
1: bit more. I though. feel like there will be something to like at every stage there always is. Every yeah, stage, yeah. I'm oh, like, this yeah. is the best and yep. it'll always be good, because yep. there's always good mm-hmm. things about it. So yeah, good stuff Uh, all right very cool encourage your siblings to have children don't have your own (laughs) it's a great (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: so just in my um my expanding adventures of life as a student teacher in education i have two interesting things for you guys i'll share with you for this week coming up well one next week is vacation it's the midwinter break, because apparently the kids don't get enough vacation at school. Apparently we need another week off. Yeah, yeah. I feel like
3: they're just on vacation.
1: I
0: feel like we were right? just on vacation. I'm not mad about it. It's fine. I love some vacation time.
1: That's what you signed up for. That's
0: what you signed up for. Uh, but I, uh, I am surprised there's another vacation coming up so quickly. But because of that, a lot of my important teaching stuff I have to do is getting condensed down to this week. <sighs> so number one, for the first time ever tomorrow, by the time these folks hear this podcast... I will have to get observed in my teaching performance. There's someone coming in to sit down in the back of the room and watch me as
1: I mm. do my job. They'll love you. Who is it? Give me
0: another Yeah, com-
3: do we know You
1: guys want to give me another call,
0: Yeah,
3: can we? Um, We're
1: going to do a live
0: podcast in we'll heart- the glass we'll booth parts. in the back of the room.
3: Oh, this is a good idea. I like that.
0: Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Um... I'm not really concerned about my performance because again I've given this presentation at least once already today I've tried a couple times in my sure. first classes so this will be my third rotation on this. Yeah. The problem you can never guarantee is how the kids are going to yeah. act, right? Cuz a lot of my kids are already like super disconnected and like they just, you know, if they're going to be bad I'm just going to let them be bad and I'll deal with them after everyone else is engaged with the lesson. So we'll see how much kind of critique I get. But the other one that I have to do, and I have to do this for something called EdTPA for anyone who's interested in any teaching stuff, it's a certification thing. I have to film myself multiple times give, giving different lessons to students on like a camera, on like a webcam. Mm. So I've been doing that for the last couple of days and that's uh, it's not great either. <laughs> I don't I do not care. To go back and watch myself for 20 no. minutes. No, I can't imagine. It's very... It's hard to look back and critique it and be like, I don't even know if this is good or not, right? It's, you just try it your best. Weird. Teaching history is tough, man. It's hard to get kids interested in history, right? Like, not every kid is like you and me when we were growing I up. I was the kid not interested. You were not in history, interested. Yeah. And it's... it Because it's not like math or science where there's like this one direct answer that you're always working your way toward like a solid answer at the end... You can try and get them uh, excited about like, oh, there's no real That You can make your own, form your own opinion. But a lot of times they're like, oh, so no, no <laughs> like, it's no, not really. No, no, it's no not. Miss no. me with that at all. So we'll see how it goes. I'm a little nervous, uh, but I think I'll be fine. Oh, just, you're like, gonna, you
3: gonna kill it. it! You're gonna kill it. Murder the
1: game. One of my
0: kids told me okay, that, that I had? Old... <laughs> <laughs> the old razzle dazzle. I know. Yeah. Uh, one of my kids actually told me last week, they're like, you have a voice for, like, you should do, like, documentaries or something on the radio. I'm like, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Documentary I... filmmakers listen to the show. Call us up. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's get into uh, some news from this week. Primarily, most of the stuff I have is about the Oscars, which were last night. Heather, you tried to watch the Oscars. I, tried,
3: I followed on Twitter.
0: You followed along on Twitter.
1: That's honestly close enough.
0: Yeah. I mean, I
3: was, you know. That's you what like, I've done more years handle. than others. Don't uh, ask me anything, though.
0: I do <laughs> like the Oscars. I know we've talked about my weird uh interest in like award shows and like live event stuff like that in the past but i really like the oscars i like movies can we watched the whole thing last night before i dig into a couple specific points what did you think of the oscars and the oscar presentation
1: um it was fine yeah it was it was long they're always, they're always i long. didn't need yeah, yeah i didn't I need that. a lot of it mm-hmm. i didn't need almost any of it when we were watching the golden globes uh,
0: last time we talked about like a big award show on here. Yeah. Um, one of the things we said is it felt like there were so many awards that, that you wanted something else. You wanted like a performance or something to break up the awards. I feel like this Oscars had almost too many performances. Way too many, Way too many like little interludes. Context-free Con- performances. Yeah. yeah. It felt like they were trying to do too much. You could have cut a half hour out of that show with just music stuff alone. Um. But I I basically pinpointed a couple things I thought were interesting about the Oscars uh, from last night. And I'll run through a few of them with you guys and feel free to jump in at any point in time. First one was Brad Pitt, who won the Academy Award, his first Academy Award uh, as an actor. Uh, First performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They did it right off the start of the show. Uh, Did you think this was overdue, Kevin? We've been big Brad Pitt supporters over the years. Do you think he probably should have already had an Oscar for something? For what? I don't know, seven,
1: 12 monkeys, something. I mean, I don't know. I would have to see what else was in other years he was in. You know, people, we do that like, oh, you know, should this guy have gotten one already? Well, I don't know. What was he, what years? Like, for what movie? You know what I mean?
0: Uh, No, I guess you're right. I think Moneyball is the one. I look. I think I've looked back at this before. The year that Moneyball, he was up for Moneyball, I think he should have won that year. But Mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. Uh, You made a really interesting point, though, when he was giving his speech afterwards, and I thought about this. He seems relatively relatable, for yeah. a movie star. Like, there are five other people in that category. Or four other people. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, um, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. Of those five, if you had to sit down and have a conversation with any of them, I feel like the answer would be Brad Pitt.
3: I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I follow him on he Instagram. He wasn't in that category. Oh, you thought you said that. Oh, that's, Leo? oh. Yeah. oh well, it, well, that's who I anyway, even See, Pitt, even though, Leo,
0: yeah. I don't think, is that...
3: If you follow him on Insta on Instagram, he's all about climate change. He talks a lot about like relative things, right? Um, oh, like okay, topical now, stuff, and it's just interesting to hear him talk from a different mm. perspective. Than that, I think.
0: That's fair. I mean, I feel like a lot of those other people don't seem approachable in the way that like a Brad Pitt. Yeah, seems but Brad Pitt you
3: can probably sit at a bar with and have a drink. Yeah, yeah
0: uh parasite was the big winner it won everything is the first you don't want to watch that you don't want to watch it really no see i I wanted to watch it going in and now i want to watch it even more now i'm like twice as curious Mm. about it it's the first movie ever to win best international film best foreign film whatever you want to call it uh and also best picture overall uh huge night for parasite um kev we've talked about it before does it make you want to see any more or less I mean, um, you are already interested, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was already interested. i in, have already planned to see it uh, at some point, probably. But definitely more interested. You know what I mean? It's definitely there's something to it that everybody says it's so so good. You know what I mean?
0: I thought uh, uh, Bong Joon Ho was really like he made himself a star a nice last night. night. Yeah, like yeah, really, really <laughs> nice night. Really nice night. Really like charming performance. Mm-hmm. Like there's like one gif floating around of him like holding the Academy Award and just looking at it while one of the other guys is talking. And it's just like, man, find someone who looks at you the way that Bong Ji Ho <laughs> looks at this Oscar right now. He's so happy and so pleased. Uh, really nice night. I'm really excited for that movie. I thought it was interesting that Billie Eilish was at the performance and I did the performance of yesterday, but then they kept showing her in the audience. For whatever reason,
3: she's like really big right now and really popular, and that's why they popular. always do that. When someone's huge during that, well, especially you're... somebody's who's huge like yeah. you know, the
1: young, younger demographics,
3: yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. why they were putting it. So we for the same do...
1: reason they used to show like Taylor Swift like seven, eight yeah. years ago, yeah, yeah. the same
3: thing. She's that. It just
1: pops our du jour. It, it, I know. I guess you're right. It yeah. makes sense. It just felt weird. It's like they would show her
0: at whatever time, hoping to get a reaction. Be like, did this get she a reaction like... out of Billie Eilish? <laughs> like, they keep
1: going back. Like. Is that the filter for, like... No, yeah, it seemed like they had their people they liked. There was definitely that group of, like, eight or nine people that kept cutting back to trying to get a reaction out of them. Mm.
0: Uh, Eminem had a surprise appearance. That seemed to be very popular on the internet. Uh, he Eminem... played,
3: like, an old song. Yeah. Everyone said that he played an yeah. old song. Well, he
0: played the song that he won an Academy Award. Like, that song won an Academy Award yeah. in 2003, mm-hmm. right? Um, I thought it was pretty out of nowhere, but uh, <laughs> I, it was good. It was nice to see Eminem. See the memes for
3: it, though? I just
0: I felt bad for Randy Newman who performed after Eminem because Eminem shows up and they got this big hype like package and they're showing all these Oscars. They could have cut Randy
1: Newman. They could have cut Randy Newman. They They didn't have to put him out there. He was just out, like, poking around at a piano, like, (laughs) grunting through this, like, whatever song, with, like, ostensibly some band behind the background playing the lion's share of the music, playing this, like, you know, jaunty little tune that he threw together for (laughs) Toy Story 4 that nobody had ever heard. Like, he showed up, nobody knew who he was. There was, like, five verses. They could have gotten rid of Randy Newman. Uh, I like Randy Newman just fine. Yeah, sure. Uh,
0: I I do. I know, I know. Um... But it did feel like it wasn't so much him singing a song as they just put him up against the piano and said, yeah. Randy, talk for a minute. Just say. Yeah, they, we- say- they-, they weekend at Bernie's. My house, yeah, man. he's just out the, like, uh, I, I, yeah, it was, I felt bad for him. I didn't Randy. need that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't need the, the majority of the musical performances. I Eminem, mean, I don't, you know, Eminem's fine. He went out there did his thing. It was all right to see him do it, it I suppose. It was weird. It wasn't for me. It, it it's weird. It felt out of nowhere, and I guess there it is
0: was. <laughs> there is justification, I guess, because that song is a Academy Award winning song. Just why? Sure, because he's got a new album he out. He does have a new album. Like out. that's it. That's, that too. That yeah. helps. Uh, so yeah, Eminem. Um, so I thought this was curious. I just want I want to get your opinion on this. The Oscars got a lot of flack this year, specifically because it didn't have a lot of female it generates nominees. Clicks. Yeah, it generates clicks. Right. But then they also a lot of the presenters and people at the show spent a good amount of time ribbing the Oscars over it about how they're sure. so out of touch. Is it okay for the Oscars to be in on the joke about how out of touch they are?
1: I mean, okay, of course it's okay. They can do whatever they want. I guess, yeah, what no, you no, it's okay. Like I don't it know. doesn't
0: like instead of just being in on the joke, maybe
1: like make nominate, it better. Make, <laughs> <laughs> <you know what laughs> mean? make, make It make the joke make doesn't fix. Yeah, maybe, problem. but I mean, like they only do it. They only do it once a year. Oh, yeah. but... They do the show once a year. So, like, for now, for the next 364 days, they can't do anything to correct the process. Right. So, at the very least, I mean, if it's got to be a step, and it's one of those things that you got to wait to see what they do next year, like, yeah, they should always strive to get better, but, like, at the end of the day, they are kind of a joke. Yeah. It's just, like, a silly thing where an arbitrary body of people gets up and, like, recognizes these movies. Like, it's all kind of a silly pageantry-type thing, you know what I mean? Mm. So, I don't, how seriously, I don't know how seriously to take it overall, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, okay. I was just—it felt like disingenuous to be like, "All right, we're just gonna poke fun at ourselves and hope that that's enough to like validate the criticism against us." I don't right? know that
1: they said hope that that's enough at the end right. of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's something that's kind of projected mm-hmm. onto intentions.
0: Sure, All right, fair. That's uh, that's sort of I was looking for here. Uh, all right, and then just real quick, I put up a list of things that I'm feeling more up or down about after watching the Oscars in terms of wanting to go see them. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so Jojo Rabbit. I'm actually more interested in this movie really? now. You yeah. didn't know you don't. You're not interested in it. No. Some of the clips that they showed last night, and uh, I like Taika Waititi. Like I, I feel like after watching it last night, I, I am more curious to see that movie now. Mm. Um, Parasite, obviously. Ugh. I feel like I'm like desperate. To, why? Why are you so concerned <laughs> I don't about like this? Germy
3: movie? stuff. <laughs> it's not.
0: You know that's not what it's is about. Like a, right? Is it about like no. um? No. Like
3: a disease nope. thing? No. You said it was like what nope. you, okay. Well, what's it about then? Uh, it's I, about class oh, struggle. Like, oh, I thought you were... Oh, this is a different conversation. Sorry, guys. Sidebar. <laughs> you're concer- you're Sidebar. concerned about... <laughs> the sorry, <coronavirus>. sorry <laughs> we uh, Yeah, we're not
0: talking about the coronavirus in this movie. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Sidebar. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no, Parasite is essentially a movie about like uh, this rich family who uh, employs this poor family yeah, and like the, the struggle and the issues that go on between them.
3: Still not
0: interested. Now, I'm, I'm totally interested in it. Uh, are you more interested in the Little Women after yesterday? Sure. <laughs> Did you ever watch? I've never read any like book version of Little Women. I've never seen any mm. movie version of it. So like, I'm kind of interested to see it now because I have no preconceived version of what it is. Right, no. like, never saw it in like high school. Never like, see, saw a movie version of it. Did you see it? In I new read or, it
3: now? and I saw the movie.
0: Did you like both of them? Mm-hmm. Are you excited for the new one?
3: Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, I want to go to the movie. I'm not going to go to the movies. I'll wait until yeah, time. Yeah, when's the last
1: time you've gone to a movie theater? That's not a... That
0: doesn't...
3: John Wick. I go to action movies. <laughs> like That's the only movie I've gone to see in the last... No, 100%. One. I was just
1: going to say, Little Women is not a movie <laughs> not a where <laughs> I think you're going to lose a ton by waiting until it's For streaming. Sure you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: I <laughs> go to movies once a year when John Wick has a new
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> when there's a new John Wick movie, I'm out there all the time <laughs> Um. Uh, so, Cats. How about Cats? They no, had the folks from no. Cats Did out they here. any? No. <laughs> I hope not. Down, it sounded like
1: it was terrible. Down and still down. All the way down. <laughs> Sad, I'm
0: still interested in seeing it. But uh, them making fun of themselves at the Oscars last night didn't make me want to see them any more or any less. That's
1: because you could not have wanted to see them more. It's impossible.
0: I'm, I'm really, I'm still genuinely curious about what know, that at least movie is. I
3: just want to see, it, see what it's about.
0: I'm sure it's worth a laugh, if nothing else. Uh, and last but not least, the movie that was sort of the big loser last night was 1917. Everyone I assumed. It was
3: good. Did you like it? I know. I said I heard it was good.
0: I've heard it was good too, but it it was a movie that people felt like, in a, for an Oscar that for what everyone sort of predicted in terms of categories went right across the board. Like everyone everyone thought was going to win was going to win. Everyone seemed to agree that 1917 was going to win, and it didn't win too much. Does it make you any more or less? Interested in the movie now? In
1: hindsight, uh, the same. It couldn't possibly make me less interested because I think the whole like prediction model and people pretending they know is a scam mm-hmm. anyway. You right. know what I mean? Yep. So like you gotta wait and see what it's gonna be to see what it is. Not to say the parasite thing wasn't a surprise, but like it doesn't change how yeah. my thoughts about what I read about the movie and seen about the movie just because it didn't yeah Whichever miscellaneous award.
0: I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm more. I'm still interested in seeing it, but now I'm more interested in seeing Parasite first if I can. Like I'd rather see. I'm more interested in seeing Parasite now than 1917.
1: I would say 1917 would be a more pressing thing because 1917 Theaters. you're going to want to see in a theater. Yeah. Whereas I think Parasite can be up or down. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That's all my hottest takes on the Oscars. Uh, I had more stuff, but we'll just we'll hold off on. I think that's enough for now. Uh, let's go to this week's interview with the marketing coordinator of the unica mark simon who's back for his manyth time his millionth time on the show um we talked a bit about obvious about uh, winter in the wild taking place on february 29th uh we also talked a bit about photography about the difference between like your public image and your private image like all sorts of different stuff great conversation with mark went about 50 minutes uh so we'll get to that and we'll be back to the show in just. A Monday, by the
4: yes. way, it is a good Monday.
0: Yeah, it's not so bad out there. A little rainy. Yeah, um, I mean
4: that's that's Monday for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you you just had to go through the street. I drove home just now, mm-hmm. and as I pulled onto my street, I got this. Uh, this happens sometimes. I'm sure some of these folks will appreciate it. Just this unconscionable anger yeah. as I looked at the street yeah. and saw what the plow did to my yeah. street out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any folks out there who are still struggling with this uh, this snow, it's been multiple days. Yeah. since the snow happened,
4: is it Saturday? Uh, well, we got out. We got out of work a little bit early Friday because yeah. of the weather. So mm-hmm. I mean, the bulk of it was Friday. So Friday evening, it, it was done and yeah. over with. So by Saturday, by Sunday, like you'd think that somebody would have put some ice down. I know mm-hmm. we got a little extra snow, mm-hmm. but this was, this is ugly, guys. It's not great out there. Well, <laughs> what I noticed on the way, because I, I coming from the zoo, I came down the opposite way of it was, and I noticed that on the on the parking side, there's a lot of evidence that there was cars parked. And then the plow yes. came through and just kind of said, "Eh, yeah. it's just there now." So it's very obvious that yeah, they didn't clear the roads. <laughs> clear. Yeah, but but what I'll say though, and, and I don't know if this was uh, just miscommunication, but like I saw like the city did their like um uh, uh snow burn announcement yeah at like twelve fifteen, but said that all the cars need to be off the road by ten a.m. Yes. So I don't yeah. know what happened there. If um, it was uh, I don't know, but I I, I saw that, that as
0: well because we have uh, at the moment. There are four cars in my driveway. This is some mm-hmm. terrible radio for you folks out there. There's uh, four cars <laughs> in my yeah. driveway, generally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Kevin both have our cars. Yeah. The upstairs neighbors have a car. And then the upstairs neighbor's, like, sister, cousin, I don't know what their, like, mm-hmm. relationship is necessarily, but they come over all the time and spend right. the time here. Sure. So it has been, because there's really only one car that can get up and down my driveway, and that's Kevin's <laughs>
4: car. Every other car is a small person's car, yeah. or a cheap car, or whatever. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I mean, even even my SUV like bottomed out in the snow ice buildup that's out in front of your house. Yeah, so I was... saw you pull across that spot this year. Like you went right over the ridge, that big yeah. foot and a half ridge. I was, and like I was kind of surprised. <laughs> like I like I heard the the ice and everything scrape up. So yeah, I mean it, it's it's a it's a yearly uh, yearly occurrence. I have my current car issue now is I'm missing a headlight, so I had to ah, drive fun. around
0: today essentially with just like my fog lights on. And every time I thought to turn my headlights on, I'm like, nope. Do everything do you do before the the lights go out because you can't leave tonight. Yeah, don't want that. No. Uh, Mark Simon, Utica Zoo Marketing Coordinator. It's me. Welcome back. It's a thank pleasure you. to have you. I don't thank even you, know how you. many. I, times I was I was thinking <laughs> about it earlier. I think I think we're
4: on number. Six six perhaps you're like the martin scorsese of this show every time oh, i, like I, I like every that. time i'm there i'm
0: like oh yeah mark's there he's also there right he's, he's popping <laughs> back in oh yeah scorsese was here yeah that's oh, you got an opening yeah we know who for. Uh, congratulations you just celebrated your 35th birthday yes yes number 35 you've reached yes. the the midpoint of your 30s yes um more than most folks i know you got things going for you you got a beautiful house Thank and you, you got a beautiful fiance you. and you're killing it at the job and you're doing the side work yeah i appreciate that how is 35 treating you personally
4: uh, 35 has been good for the, what, uh, six days that I've had of it so far. <laughs> we um, got stressed out about it, I guess. No, no. Well, my, my dad keeps messing with me. He keeps telling me, oh, well, now you're closer to 40 than you are at 30. Mm-hmm. I said, thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. Is that
0: true? It. I guess you got one yeah. no, one more year, right?
4: Well, I mean, technically speaking, like, the 36, day 36, after, after you turn 35, right. no, you're closer true. to 40 than you are at 30.
0: I, I go, see, 35 at least, and I've talked, this is the Patton Oswalt thing. You really should only have so many birthdays you celebrate. Yeah. Round yep. numbers, twenty, twenty-one, I guess, because it's a special birthday because sure. you're allowed to drink. Mm-hmm. 30, 35, yeah. 40. These sort of I, don't. I don't, don't want to party for thirty-three. Yeah. That's not an important year. Yeah. Like, like,
4: like. I I am very lucky because the Super Bowl and my birthday are mm-hmm. generally the same weekend, mm-hmm. so I can kind of do a you know a both. But like, no, I'm not going to invite a bunch of people to my thirty-sixth birthday party. Want well, to know why? Because nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah, the Super Bowl, <laughs> though, people will come yeah, out Yeah, the for.
0: Super Bowl was great. I had a nice time watching the Super Bowl. It was funny, too, because um, I was talking about this with you, I think, beforehand. Normally, when we have your Super Bowl birthday parties, mm-hmm. we are stuck with Justin Parkinson of Maiden Utica's favorite team, the New England Patriots. Yes. And that discussion sort of overtakes the Super Bowl. It's like yeah. everyone wants to watch the Patriots lose, yes. except Justin mm-hmm. and, I guess, Steve, I guess. I don't know who else is, like, Patriots fans floating around and mm. the...
4: Some, Those people don't
0: matter. Not, but then it just becomes like your birthday is about us rooting against Parkinson's best yeah. interests. Like he wants them the way we want This year, no
4: team is anyone who's connected to you. Do you have more or fun or less fun this year? Um, I I would say that I had an equal amount of enjoyment because my big thing with, with my birthday slash Super Bowl is just being able to get together with everybody because it doesn't happen as often anymore. <clears throat> so, yeah. like being able to, you know, have everyone together, food, drinks, you know, whatever, good times um, is always enjoyable. So, but, but you, like you said, like, you know, it always has been like us all rooting against Parkinson's best interest. Yeah. But I think that is really just the of epitome the- of all of our friendship yeah. as a whole. It's
0: a great point. No
4: matter where we are, what we're doing, what's going on, who's present, as long as we're all rooting against Parkinson, I think it all, it's what brings us all together.
0: That's a great point. It's a big part of the Maiden Utica ethos, is rooting against Justin's greater interests. I do have a couple things I want to chat you Mm -hmm. up with before we get into Utica Zoo stuff, because I know that's why you're here. For sure. Uh, But, I will say, and I'm just curious about this, because um, you you came into the apartment, and my cat, Charles, was all over you. He was very excited to see you. You know, you guys have a dog at the house, you have Stella, but for years you've had a cat as well. We had two cats. Two cats. Two cats, yes. Two cats and a dog at the house now. So you have two cats and a dog right now. How old... Uh, Carlos was the one I was thinking of.
4: Is that the oldest one? No, Carlos is younger. So Nivia is the one who actually looks just like Charlie. Um, I, I... As far as I'm concerned, she'll always be a year-old kitten. But I think she's up in the eight-year-old range at this point. We've, mm. we've had her... A Very long time. Stella's the newest, though, right? Yeah, Stella's the baby. So, a lot of people have been trying to push stuff at me.
0: Uh, shout out to great friend of the pod, uh, Rachel Bay, who sent me a picture of a dog that she mm-hmm. said I should go adopt. She's yep. like, Isn't this dog cute? I'm like, uh, I have nowhere to put it. <laughs> yeah, so you had the two cats, then you get the dog. How did that affect the cats? I'm curious. Do the cats
4: struggle with adop- adapting to Stella? Um, a little bit. Um, so the two cats would, will, Every now and again, they'll go over to Jill's parents' house, who also has yeah, a dog. Yeah. And um, Carlos is much more comfortable with dogs than Nivia mm-hmm. is. Nivia is very like mm, about everything. Uh-huh. Um, she has come around, um, but it, it was there was definitely a learning curve for her to be comfortable and didn't. The point that I had to stop worrying about Stella losing an eye from Nivy smacking the shit out of her, yeah has long gone but it definitely did take a little bit of time to get to that point see as you know charles a cat and as i've mentioned
0: many times was raised around other dogs mm-hmm. right so raised around other dogs raised around dogs but big right. so he has a lot of dog-like tendencies mm-hmm. but it's been a while right. since he's lived around other dogs not too long ago gfop kate riley stopped by with one of the dogs and let them into the living room and i've never <laughs> seen charles look so disturbed it's like whoa what the hell's going on this is my house I, you know, I just got away from all these damn yep. animals.
4: Yeah, that, I mean, I could definitely see Charlie doing that, because he's he's a very, like, this is my house, and oh, yeah, I'm he, the king. He
0: runs this house. Oh, yeah. It, it's an iron sure. claw. Yep.
4: Um,
0: so, so an iron claw. <laughs> moving on, uh, I just want to say one last thing. Uh, you know, we haven't talked about 2020, because we're way past it now. Sure, yeah. Uh, but you are sort of in an interesting place, right? Sure. You're you're very public with your, your job as the UDU mm-hmm. Zoo marketing coordinator. I yeah. see a lot of, you know... Contact that you get, whether it's Telegraph Times, Od, mm-hmm. people reach out to talk to you, but you're also still doing the photography game.
4: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and that seems like more. While it is a public image, it's a little more yeah. of a private image. Yeah, in
4: I'm terms not what of you're like
0: saying. when you're doing your business, like it's not like people are stopping you to be like, so taking photography classes or yeah. showing, yeah. Do you sort of do you have any preference to one or the other? Do you like the idea of like your work sort of being out in public or did you sort of enjoy the process of like working on your own and like working insularly?
4: Um that that's a that's a interesting question because I mean part of like you said a big part of what I do is being out in the public, kind of sure. being the like the face, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you turn on the news sometimes I'm on the news, I'm on the radio, whatever it may sure. be and that, that that's a really really fun part of my job I get to do. Um and I do enjoy that but also at the same time like it kind of makes me be extra accountable to myself, so sure. you know I have to be very very careful about the way I say things or how I respond mm-hmm. to certain things or, or even the, the the quality of the work that I put out. I'm very cognizant of. Yeah. I know that like if I <coughs> you know put out something on the Utica Zoo Facebook, that everyone's pretty much gonna know that it's basically coming from me. So I'm very very cognizant of that. Right. Um, but at the same time, it is also nice to kind of you know. There's times I'll be at the grocery store and someone will stop me and say, yeah. oh, you know, I saw you on TV about the zoo, you know, great mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, and that's really cool.
0: And I would imagine that's probably the thing that you get stopped the most for, is uh, the yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe you get
4: stuff, I suppose. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a solid mix. I still get stopped about, like, my photo work and whatnot because yeah, yeah. being at, at Turning Stone for going that's on 10 years, yeah, yeah. going on 10 years, like, you know, if you've been to a entertainment venue at Turning Stone over the last mm-hmm. decade or so, there's a good chance I've probably taken your picture. And that in itself is cool just because, you know, I engage with people for 10 seconds sure. at, at, at a clip. And that's, you know, for, you know, people will see my photos and they'll kind of make the connection, yada, yada. But um, it, it's definitely it's definitely cool to kind of get stopped and say, oh, you know, I love this or, you know, that was great. Or, you know, I saw you did this. And if I wasn't doing something worthwhile, people wouldn't stop me and want to talk to me. So it kind of, kind of, it kind of gives me that little oomph that I'm still, still doing, dude, the doing the good
0: thing. You've been doing the- the photo thing for ten years at the casino. Um, well it,
4: about nine, a yeah, little, a little a bit, a less than that. Yeah, it's really
0: it's an in- intensive amount of time. Like, yeah, uh, yeah.
4: I mean, it's 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 gone by so quickly that I forget about it. Yeah, sometimes. I was just gonna ask. Like, you probably do it so regularly, and
0: it's it yeah. gotten to such a mentality and or such mm-hmm.
4: a a procedure at this point in time that you yeah. just be able to go through the motions. Yeah, it, it's really autopilot. Like a lot of times, like you know, I'll mm-hmm. I'll be at at. You know, a lot of it will be super, super busy, and I'll just kind of do what I got to do. And my boss will say, wow, you know, it's been, it was so hectic. I can't believe you were able to get this. I'm like, I don't even think about it this. Way. It just kind of goes. It just kind of, for Black red it just kind of
0: clicks. And in terms of the, the zoo, in terms of your public recognition, you know, a lot of it probably is, you know, we talk about it all the time with Heather and the folks she has worked mm-hmm. with here. A lot of it is sort of trusting the people you work with and sort yeah. of being able to work comfortably with people. Has that been, like, beneficial mm-hmm. for you in terms of, like, the relationships you built? Yeah. With, uh, in the community already before you went into the zoo?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, um, I mean, I think that right there has been a big part of why I've been successful thus far with my uh, work at the zoo is that a lot of people that I associate with, like um, like I'll use Big Papa, for example. Mm, sure. You know, Big Papa's with uh, Mix yeah. 102.5 right now, oh, yeah. but like when I met him, he was at uh, he was at another station and in, in between that time, you know, him and I became good friends. We worked together on a lot of different projects and now like I don't even have to you know really go through the normal paces that someone who doesn't know Big Papa as a friend would have to go to I just call him and say hey can I get on this week he's like yeah sure come at this time versus like yeah. having to go and buy a package or this that the other I have a lot of I have a lot of you know benefits from people that I, that other people may not have just from the network that I've been able to create well I know on a
0: personal level um, you know as as Megan Utica's as Justin Parkinson walks into the green room uh, especially early on with this show, my connection to Maiden Utica mm-hmm. and my connection to the stuff we were doing yeah. was a really important aspect of me getting people through the door. Like when sure. I would send yeah. Yeah. my first messages through to people, I would not initially say, hey, this is Sam from the Uticast. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, my name is Sam. I work for Maiden Utica. Right. I also run this yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. So again, up until the show started establishing itself for people knowing what the show was, that was always my number one go-to. Is like, I work for this company you've already heard of. Right.
4: Yeah. I mean that that that's a that's a perfect like, illustration as to how kind of like I do things as well that if, mm-hmm. if there's somebody that I'm trying to associate with that I know for a fact doesn't know me at all, mm-hmm. maybe you know they've know my name or they've sure. you know seen me here or there, I try to use my photography made in Utica the zoo as kind of that springboard because there's a good chance that you know anyone that I'm associating with especially through the media or an mm-hmm. agency or something like that, they always have some sort of connection to one of the things that I'm involved in. Um uh- and like I said, you guys have done
0: a really excellent job. I say this to Heather all the time. The content you guys come out in terms of your uh, your content, and also your uh, your logos and your like marketing stuff, yeah. like the way that you guys like your merchandise. I guess is the word I'm looking yeah. for. Really nice. You guys did a really nice job Thank over you. the last few months, a few years. Really sort of leaning into like cool looking gear and concepts. It,
4: it, it's been it's been a very conscious effort to try mm-hmm. to be more with the times. Um, sure. So like even like right now like I've been spending a lot of time like studying how to use TikTok and get, putting content out on TikTok and Snapchat oh. and all the you know stuff I don't use in my personal life and it's just been really really interesting to kind of see how that sort of stuff feeds out elsewhere. Man, I'm glad you said that.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll get back to that in uh, our later internet memes and rumors and innuendo section because I have some questions about that for you. Uh, let's start here though. Uh, Gazoo is. I don't know how common it is for zoos to remain open in the, in the wintertime, the way that you guys do. Mm-hmm. You're really open, like, every day except yep. to yep. a year. Um, how much a year, like, so I was, I'm always curious. Like, is there a drop in staff because of this? Do you guys go to, like, a winter staff necessarily? Or is it still just the same folks who are always there every single day plugging along?
4: So, um, so for a long time a uh, while back, we, during the winter, we would basically go down to a skeleton crew. Uh, we right. would, every day, we'd basically open the gate. And there would be no one in the gift shop, no one to, you know, go to the window, buy your tickets, et cetera. But we would have basically just the people enough to care for all the animals, make sure everyone was safe, happy, Mm -hmm. fed. Um, The people to uh, administer the zoo, you know, make sure the lights stayed on, everything like that, everyone gets paid. And that was pretty much it. But then we decided, okay, there's a lot of benefit that we can provide to the community that... We can only do, there's a different type of benefit during the winter than there is during the summer. So like our lions, they're very, very active during the winter because yeah. if you weighed 450 pounds and were covered in a ton of fur, you wouldn't want to do anything in the 100 degree heat either. Correct. But when it's, you know, 35 degrees out, you put on a nice jacket, you go outside, everything's good. The lions are the same way, but they can't yeah. take their jackets on and off. So it gives a perspective that you don't see otherwise. Well, it's a really interesting point actually because I was thinking about that and I read a couple articles this morning kind of doing some prep work for mm-hmm. you to come in.
0: It's not something you would inherently think, right? right. Like that a lion or an animal, ostensibly from the African, you know, hmm? any, African <laughs> any African animal, would accommodate to the sort of snow and the yeah. weather we get here. But I think we also undersell how, like, um not the what's the word, resilient, right? Yeah, That's what, Yeah. The right. resiliency of these animals, like they mm-hmm. are. You know, I'm sure they accommodate to the environment that they are around, at least to a certain extent, right? right? Yeah. And I've seen, I know you guys are
4: very famous for having them with the snowballs out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny is that the, the lions actually make those themselves. Yeah. yeah. They, figured, they, they figured <laughs> out how to kind of pile snow together yeah. and make themselves a little ball out of it. But like a lot of animals that we have, like our bacteria and camels for example when you think camel 99.9 percent of people they think desert hot you know terrible they're from the Gobi desert the Gobi desert gets a ton of snow Mm -hmm. it gets freezing cold and a desert doesn't necessarily mean hot sandy and you know rolling what you Mm -hmm. think desert desert is a a dry arid landscape so that could be dry and freezing cold like well like it gets like here when we have those Chops where there's no snow, but it's still thirty below zero. It
0: was something I, I learned this from the famous Discovery Channel television show Survivor Man. Ah. Uh, the desert, while it does get incredibly hot in the daytime, gets really cold at night, even mm-hmm. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Like it's just once the sun is down, yep. that that cold and that chill mm-hmm. sort oh, of yeah. sets in. Yeah, I yep. guess it, it makes sense that these animals would be much more adaptable than I'm giving them credit for. Like, oh, Absolutely. it's from oh, this animal's from the, the Galapagos. Mm-hmm. So I can only live in this particular. Yeah ecosystem.
4: What you also need to remember as well is that the the days uh, of past where zoos would go out into the wild and, you know, live capture animals and bring them into zoos. And, and those are long gone. That doesn't happen anymore. Right. Most zoo animals are born under human care. So, like, right. our three lions, yeah, like, when you think lion, you think hot, you know, desert, Serengeti, right. yada, yada. They were born here in Utica. So, they their entire lives they've had that hot, cold, hot, cold cycle.
0: Now, this might be a question for somebody more in the like biological department, sure. but like, does that affect their ability to get released back into the wild eventually because they're grown in this sort of like hot cold environment?
4: Yeah, so um, it is it is a it is a very complicated question, but at the end of the day, most animals that are born under human care, they don't it, just like they you know adapt and learn and and develop uh, sure. skills like. You know, animals like that, they have natural instincts that they know. But if we were to say, okay, Donovan, Koki, Murphy, here you go. You're out in the wild. They wouldn't know what to do with themselves, and they'd probably die. It, right. it, it's very, very likely that they would die. Now, however, we do have several animals who were born in the wild, mm-hmm. were injured, um, and they need to be rehabilitated. Like our three bald eagles. Mm-hmm. People hate to see our bald eagles in an enclosure that is fully enclosed. Right. Like it's open air, but it's fully enclosed. That's not to keep them in. That's to keep other animals out. Because right. they are not fully flighted, so sure, they can fly, they can get up off the ground, they can mm-hmm. move, but they can't fly enough to defend themselves, they can't fly enough to hunt for themselves. I mean, our one can't fly at all. So it's not to keep them in, it's to keep the other animals out, because, I mean, around here especially, there's a lo- there's bald eagles that live in the wild yeah. locally. There's uh, crows and bald it's eagles don't point. get along yeah. either. Uh, we have big hawks around here that, mm. you know, they could want to start a fight with one of the bald eagles. Yeah, it's true. You, you don't know, but and like... During the summer, especially, you look up sometimes and they'll all be screeching, making a ton of noise, and you'll see birds circling overhead. It's not to keep them in, it's to keep the other animals out. Yeah, it's
0: sort of funny. You forget, I think, sometimes of the animal ecosystem that exists just mm-hmm. in... Oh, yeah, general. crazy. We have deers, we have raccoons and squirrels mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. They just exist in the wild, let alone mm-hmm. whether they interact with these other animals that are outside of yeah. their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, so, let's get on to what we actually meant to talk about today, and that is the upcoming events you guys have going on at yeah. the zoo, specifically uh, Winter in the Wild, which is taking place on February 29th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um now this is not a new event for you guys. Is it, it is actually it's this a new is event. this, this is
4: our first year event. So really? you're you're thinking of Snowfari? Snowfari, okay. Yeah, 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 Snowfari yeah. was was an event that uh, the zoo did, I believe, with the Parkway Rec Center for, for many many yeah, years. Yeah. And it just um, I don't know the full details. I don't know if it was before my time. Even actually, it might have even been before my time living here in Yeah, Utah. yeah. I remember that just from when I was a kid, like the sign. But that's about okay. It. So so yeah. So Snowfari um, a while back. Uh, Cease to be so we wanted to bring in the spirit of snow but we wanted to keep it a little more centralized to the zoo itself yeah, it. and our idea is that like you mentioned before we are open all year round it is and and i don't think i actually fully even answered your question not many zoos are open all year round correct there's there's several zoos in new york state that are open all year round uh rossman gifford zoo out sure. in syracuse is open all year round um, i believe the buffalo zoo rochester seneca park zoo is also mm-hmm. open um, but like the wild animal park out in um, Chittenango, oh, yeah. uh, I don't think they open until April. Right. They might have a couple of days here and there that they're open or they can do like um, they can do some of their encounters. Sure. But not all zoos are open all year round. Mm-hmm. So um, as, as a benefit to the community, we are open all year round. Our animals are, are up active. We're all there. We have a you know full staff as, as usual. And we just realized that there is so much to do during the winter, uh, whether it's snowshoeing, skiing, just getting outside into the fresh air. You know, know, during the winter, you got the nice, cool, crisp, fresh air. And, you know, so many people suffer from seasonal affective disorder. And really the best deterrent towards that Hmm. is just being active, getting up, getting moving, getting out of the house, doing something.
0: And it's so easy, especially in this weather, in this region, in this location, Mm -hmm. this time of year, middle of February, just Mm -hmm. be like, I'm not going...
4: Anyway. i'm not doing anything not i'm not talking anything. to anyone yeah. yeah i mean and and we all we all deal with that everyone deals with it we're all you know we're all into the same weather so we want to give people a way to stay active it's it's good for the mind it's good for the body and it's good for the soul awesome and and winter in the wild is going to be exactly that so we, we've actually partnered with uh four times four time olympian and bronze medal uh winner Aaron hamlin up from yeah. um, she is our uh, utica zoo winter ambassador <laughs> and, and if there's one person who is the demonstration of all the good that can come from being active during the winter. Oh, yeah. Erin is it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no.
0: She's, uh... Erin, eventually I'll, I'll get her on this podcast. I'd like to get her on eventually. She's yeah. uh, She keeps pushing me off. The distance. <laughs> That's all right. Neither here nor there.
4: A- Erin has a lot, of ver- a lot of very interesting tales and a lot of really right. interesting insight onto kind of what, what, what you can do with the winter mm-hmm. if you just put an effort. Well,
0: besides just being the ambassador, she's also speaking for a Q&A panel that mm-hmm. you guys are doing for New York Olympians, and that'll feature yes. her... Uh, Robesh and uh, I'm going to say Louis's last name. Aaron's uh, back. Aaron, Louis, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's back. The biathlete. Uh, biathlete. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting idea
4: to do that sort of yeah. panel. What sort of brought that up? Just because you had Aaron there and so um, we were we were chatting with Aaron and and you know we we're we just talk talking about like how like how how interesting it is that an area like Utica that's kind of we're all we're somewhat sequestered here in the in the middle of the state that we have so many Olympians that have done so many great things and have brought so much pride back to Mm -hmm. our area um I can't remember her last name but uh that girl Maddie uh from Old Forge as well uh, the younger girl she um uh, depending on her schedule we're trying to have her uh attend as well but I mean four Olympians in an area like this that sure it's a big spatial area but as far as population and whatnot you know we're not in New York City that's packed with millions of people that can you know Bring that,
0: you know, athleticism. Well, I'd love to know, especially you know, for anyone who asks this question to the panel, you make sure you give me credit for it. I wonder how much growing up in this area near Lake Placid, mm-hmm. near the site where many Olympics have happened, yep. sort of affects your mentality, right? Sure, like sure. if you grow up around this place, it's not that far away where like the miracle on ice happened, right? Yeah. Like these important yeah. moments in sports history. I'm sure it sort of wakens up a lot of people who mm-hmm. are into those winter sports, right? And sure, and I think even Olympics in general get sort of ignored because the Summer Olympics take up so much air yes. when you're talking yeah. about the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But I would be very curious at what kind of legacy like those Lake Placid Olympics left on guys like this and people like this. You know, I
4: I, I think that is a that's a very very valid point, and I'll um I'll use uh, Chef son, mm-hmm. uh who recently uh, was just doing amazing things up at Lake Placid, you know, on, on the loose track. Like, you can't just be from anywhere. Like, Team USA is not bringing all their luge stuff down to South Carolina. That is correct. You know, we're so close to Lake Placid. Like, Aaron talks about it all the time. Like, even during the summer, they do the, you know, like the luge, uh, like the team search, essentially, just kind of give kids an opportunity to try it. And then, you know, I believe his son started there and then Mm. was actually on the track and went to a special event specifically for that. And I think that having that... Uh, being that close to Lake Placid and, and having the team headquarters so close yeah. is, is really we, – uh, we we get opportunities around here that you, will, that you don't really get elsewhere. Well, I think curling is another one that people talk sure. about. Like, yeah. underappreciated, like, how much of an yeah. impact the curling club
0: has up here. Yeah, right? I mean,
4: they've been here 100-plus years. It's I mean, how long, how long have they been influencing people that we may not know about? There could be nine Olympians <laughs> listening to this right now that went for <laughs> curling that have been going to the curling club for 50 years. We don't know. You know what I
0: like about curling? is I can watch curling on uh, like, the Olympics on TV, and I can get really into it, even though I have no, no idea, what, the idea what I'm rooting for. No. I'm like,
4: come on, sweep that ice. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I've, I've, I've tried curling. <laughs> I, I was at a bachelor party in Montreal uh, last year, and one of our things was we went and learned how to curl or do curling, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It is hard. It yeah. is hard. It's like, not- it, you have to have balance. You Like, I took two steps, and i pretty sure I blew out a hammy. Yeah. <laughs> just by taking a step. Not to mention pushing and sliding and sweeping and moving and keeping score uh, and aiming and, and everything else. It is a hard
0: sport. Yeah, it's not shuffleboard, which is no, what I always assume no. it is. No. Like what old folks play on like cruises somewhere. Uh, it's not that. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys are curious about some demos and stuff, it seems like you guys are doing mm-hmm. at least snowshoeing and luge demos. Uh, yes. Which is horrifying to me. Luge, I, I, I would just want to talk to Aaron about like <laughs> what goes through your mind
4: when you're like, you know what I'm going to yeah. do?
0: I'm gonna get on this sled
4: and I'm just gonna go. Yeah. I'm just going. I'm gonna go down this hill and not look where I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause I, I did a I did a radio interview with her last week and yeah. someone asked her like about that. And she's like, yeah, like we memorized the entire track because you have no idea where you're going. Yeah, it's a great point. I really thought about that because you're really not like, yeah. now that I'm doing the pose
0: that nobody mm-hmm. can see. Yeah. I, I I feel like you it is tough to start. it's yeah. not like what's the opposite
4: one where you go head first? Skelton. That's skeleton? Yeah. That's a wild person. I don't even <laughs> know. Do they even do skeleton anymore? So I feel like that would be the one that's like <laughs> wildly dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like she was Uh, saying that there's like visual cues, like you can see like when you when you're looking up, but like they go like sixty some odd miles an hour down that street. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like there's that there's that great shot of Erin. I think it's on like the bill on the billboard down at Anadark Bank, and it's just her. Like you can see like she's trying her best to see where she's going without lifting her head up, and it's just like again doing facial expressions no one can see. But she's just like (laughs) 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 it's funny too. Like
0: um, I always go back to this one. Uh, Seinfeld joke It was about the Olympics and about uh, the luge and he's like the luge is essentially the only Olympic sport that you could do involuntarily yeah. like they're just like you grab somebody put the helmet on you're like ah don't <laughs> you hear him screaming you got the hell there you go uh, no and I, I'm sure that you know I'd love to know some of the details the intricate ins and outs yeah. about like what is it a timing thing is it a like just understanding the course like understanding mm-hmm. how to turn is it just the sharpness of your blades yeah. by so many little I'm, yeah i'm sure all of that comes yeah. into
4: play i'm sure all that comes into play um but yeah, like you are saying, like we um we we're going to be doing luge and snowshoe demos. Uh, the snowshoes we have at the zoo all the time. Like you could go up there right now and throw on a pair. of... Well, it's a little late right now, but you could go late, up. Late now, yeah. You can go up tomorrow and throw on a pair of snowshoes <laughs> and, and, and and hit the trails. Go look
0: for Heather. Just tell her you want to come in for a snowshoe. Yeah, yeah
4: it's it's fine. it's fine. And then uh, uh, Team USA has, I guess they have like mm. a setup specifically, like with nice. a little like track and whatnot, to what kind of world. setup. And um and even you know because you know with the weather the way it's been mm-hmm. we do have a contingency plan if the snow vanishes or ceases to be they do have a non snow machine. yeah well no yeah, not even a yeah. snow machine they have a non snow version oh, i think it understand. just has wheels yeah. which is i think what they do down Genesee street during the summer nice so but yeah the um you know the the demos are going to be really, really cool um the chili cook off is another one, that was the one, that, one was that's going to be really seeing. fun now this um, is
0: a competition yes this year between the Utica firemen and the Utica police
4: so, so originally uh, we were trying to have a Utica Fire versus Utica Police Department. Um, Utica Police Department isn't available, so it's ah. going to be the uh, Utica Professional Firefighters versus the Rome Professional ah, Firefighters. Utica versus Rome. Yeah, so um, it's going to be it's going to be really fun. Um, because what a lot of people don't don't remember sometimes is that Utica Zoo is a regional uh, attraction. Like yeah. we we pull people from Rome, we pull people from Syracuse sometimes, but also a large portion of our visitorship comes from the east of us. So we have people come from Massachusetts. We have people come from yeah. the Capital District. We have people come from Old Forge and, yeah. and, and up that direction. And even down from the Binghamton Way, even though there's a zoo down in Binghamton. So we're a regional attraction that we we pull in people from all over New York State. And we actually, we have people come from, I think in 2019, we had visitation from 46 states yeah. and nine countries.
0: Well, I think that's the thing, too, that people in this town, in this like area who grew up with the zoo, sort of take for granted. right? Mm-hmm. I think about mm-hmm. this all the time when I think about... Um, the baseball Hall of Fame in mm-hmm. Cooperstown, right? Yeah. Because as a kid, you know, my dad loved the Yankees. He loved baseball. So he would take me down almost mm-hmm. every summer. We'd go down to Cooperstown. I'd buy a new hat and go to the sure. museum. you yeah. do whatever. And it was so close, and I didn't really think much about it as a kid because mm-hmm. it was so close and it just was right. a thing that was there. Right. Not realizing how many people travel from other states, half other sides of the country yeah. to come see these yeah. things. Because you just get... You get used to it being there. And I yeah. think that's what happens sometimes, especially for people in Utica. Definitely. Who are like, you know, oh yeah, the Utica Zoo. I know it's up there. It's been mm-hmm. there since I was a kid. Right. I think that that is a problem sometimes is we take for granted that it's there. And yeah. that it, unless we support the stuff that's going on and we support all the events and we do our best to keep like, I think the Animal Heroes program you guys do is really yeah. cool up there. Yep. Without that sort of stuff, we may lose these things that make 100%. our city and our town so unique with the things we have.
4: yeah absolutely and and, and, I, and I think one of the one of the biggest that, that I hear from people who've lived here their whole life and have kind of oh yeah you know I used to go to the zoo as a kid I used to go to the zoo as a kid well, what about an adult like yeah. and and especially like in our age group 10 12 years ago the zoo was in a much different much oh, yeah. different place mm-hmm. like I remember first time I visited the zoo like oh it was nice to have it or just like
0: eh. I mean there was genuine like concern when I was younger yeah in the time before I left for New York, I was like, that zoo might not be back." But I'm back. Right. when I come back from New York, the zoo might not be here with me. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, and absolutely. It feels like things have changed significantly, significantly. over the past ten, five years over this. But
4: yeah, I mean, the, the the team that we have in place at the zoo, um, even even you know before I was there, before Heather was there, um, has really done so much work mm-hmm. that has transitioned the zoo from what it was to what it is now and you know our executive director andrea and and the rest of our team has really worked incredibly hard to get our standards to where they should be because you know not everyone has the you know the
3: the,
4: the public asset that that is the zoo in their area and i think the team really realized that and said you know what we're gonna do it and we're gonna do it right and, and you know like i said andrea uh nikki, nikki shaheen who is our operations director they've worked so incredibly hard to get the zoo to where it is and to earn back our AZA accreditation because that right there, that's that's a big, big, big one because the standards to be AZA accredited are so high, they're so difficult to ma- to reach and maintain that it kinda make it forces us to stay on our toes. Yeah. And every single day, like even after we got accredited after we, you know, got everything squared away, like some people might want to say, all right, we're gonna rest back in our laurels, kinda take a breath, take a beat. No, like we went harder. We're going harder and we're more busy now than we were before we went to get a credit, because we just know that if we slack, if we sit back, if we let things go, it's not going to happen. Like you said, there there could be a day when yeah. the zoo isn't there, and we're not going to let that happen on
0: our watch. You know, it's funny you say that because there's actually that's a thing that exists in my job as well for education. Sure, it's yeah. for schools considered to be in good standing, yep. quote unquote. Like yep. you have to do a certain amount of things for your school to be considered mm-hmm. in good standing. But once you reach that that threshold. Right. It's real tough to maintain it because now they expect you to maintain it all the time. Like That expectation is raised, so now you have to sort of go above and beyond to maintain Mm -hmm. this level. Uh, Before I forget, a couple other things on this list uh, for things that are coming up for Winter in the Wild. You guys are going to have a hockey puck shootout with the college folks. there's going to be an animal meet and greet. Uh, You guys are doing s'mores by the fire, which is really smart, doing a big bonfire type situation. Uh, you guys are doing a scavenger hunt, and I also think it's really cool. You guys are doing a charity coat drive. Yeah, I like mean,
4: that. um, so like th- this time of year, end of February, a lot of you know, thankfully the the weather is usually starting to uh, straighten up, warm up a little bit. But you know, the people who who need who need coats, who need access to those types mm-hmm. of things, need them all year round. Um, and there's a, there's there's never a bad time to do something charitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that no matter what time of year, no matter what the event is, if you could have a charitable, mm. um, component to it, it's, it, it's really what we should be doing. Cause even, a, even as a nonprofit ourselves, you know, w- doesn't mean we can't give back also. And I, and I think that the charity coat drive is something that we're all really proud of that mm. we can, you know, we, we serve our community on a regular basis. We care for animals and, and we provide a, you know, a service to our community, but also by, by supporting <laughs> other nonprofits in our area, you know, uh, veterans center, yeah. uh, 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 the other one is I'm missing it at the moment, but the organizations that that we work with and that we support, I yeah. think that all year round, you know, 365 days a year, need our support. And just because we're a nonprofit doesn't mean that we can't help them. Also,
0: uh, and again, folks, for folks interested in going to this event, as you all should be, yudogazoo.org backslash winter in the wild. You can just go to yudogazoo.org and look for the link. It's right there on the left. That's where I found it. Yep. Right on uh, Facebook. Also, you know, on Facebook, all, all that good stuff yeah, is there yeah. too. And again, it's $8 for adults, $5 for children. I'm sure that's different if you're a member or whatever goes on. Well, us.
4: those are those are the standard prices. Um, so, um, you know, a lot, a lot of times our events um, and uh, Mission Drivers, are, uh membership pricing is a little bit different. But all, all of the funds that that are raised here, um, because this time of year, as you can imagine, you know, we are open all year round. We do have expenses. And uh, generally speaking, every single day that we're open, it costs about $5,000 to operate, mm. whether it's feeding the animals, keeping the lights on, whatever it may be. So all of all the funds that we that we make at our events, especially during the winter goes directly to right. caring for the animals, making sure that uh, because I mean, the amount of money that we spend on hay and bamboo and rats and and rodents and meat and other types of feed, I mean, it's 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 astronomical. Like I think, we spent like $12,000 on bamboo just for our animals last year. And this comes out of your pocket if we don't pay for it. Though. Exactly. You, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 basically, <laughs> if you don't come to Winter in the Wild, i got to pay for everything. So if you can help me out, you know, come down and, and, and support the event. It, it, it really will be a great time. And, and just because it's during the winter, it might be a little cold mm-hmm. out doesn't mean that there it's not a good, good reason to get out of the house.
0: And I know we're uh, we're a little early on, but after Winter in the Wild, you guys have two more events listed for your site as well. Do you guys do any spring cleanup on March 28th? Yep. Uh, and you guys have an Easter egg extravaganza. Yes. You guys love puns coming yes. up on April oh, we do. 20th. We
4: do. Yeah, so the uh, the uh, the spring cleanup, um, the the zoo is because we are open all year round. We have to maintain the grounds, maintain the paths, whatnot. So um, every year we go through about two hundred tons of sand, mm-hmm. um, which is a, approximately the, the weight of about two hundred of our uh, male Bactrian camel uh, oh, furlough. Yeah. Um, so imagine just 200 of him, that's how much sand we go God. through every year. Um, and, and we use that to uh, not only keep our animals and our visitors safe, but also our staff by de icing. And uh, we don't use salt because obviously you don't want our animals Yet. getting jacked full of salt and it you know, kills all the plants and everything else. So the sand is a much more eco friendly uh, uh, um, option. Um, so getting the grounds cleaned up, getting it ready, getting mm. you know ready for spring because April first we uh, we switch over to our uh, what we call our quote unquote summer admission rates yeah, yeah. and hours, but it's still spring and whatnot, and we want the we want the zoo to look its best, and mm. you know uh, we're hoping that everyone can come out and, and lend a helping hand. We yeah. also know this time of year a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses are also um, encouraging their employees to volunteer. Yeah, like I, I know uh, BNY Mellon, like they, they came last year early. They brought like forty some odd people, and they actually all get paid to come and volunteer. So a lot of organizations do that. Well, I know
0: when uh, when I was working for Young Scholars, we sent a bunch of folks mm-hmm. up for Spooktacular. Now, mind you, I didn't work that event, so I'm not sure if any of the kids I sent showed up or not. They told me they did. They seemed like they did. They did. They uh, did. I was looking yeah. for you. That's
4: how I knew that they were. there. No, no. They, <laughs> when you're
0: the boss, sometimes you can pass that off on other oh, people. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, 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 oh I don't have to work this event. All right, well you got you guys work. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm yeah. not boss anymore. So. I, I, I do that every now, every now and again <laughs> on Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, and again, folks, uh, utigazoo.org for all the information about upcoming events, where you can go to sign up. it will link you to the Facebook pages. So, yep. uh, good place to start. Uh, Mark, I do have some lightning round questions and Love some it. final things here to the for you. Excellent. Uh, one last question, I guess, because we are going to talk about it in the first segment. Uh, Oscars were last night. Parasite won all the awards, mm-hmm. which is very surprising. Did you see any of the Oscar movies this nope. year? Did you
4: like any of them? Well, I, I can't say that the so I'm not really a big and not for any reason I'm not really a big movie guy lately. Sure. I'm, I'm more of a TV guy um, but I did make it a point to see 1917 oh yeah and yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a lot about about the cinematography on it because like mm-hmm. when I watch a movie or, or any show for that matter I pay more attention to the cinematography than anything oh yeah so like even Game of Thrones like mm-hmm. I watched the last season for the most part yeah. but I care I, I didn't care about the story I care I was watching the way it shot like how they did, did things like that and also Parks and I, you know, we talk a lot about one shots and how oh, yeah. you know do that continuous oh, yeah. shot. I, I always find that very, very interesting. Yeah. And I think 1917 like absolutely knocked out of the park with that.
0: I think it's interesting you bring that up because I think, you know, I don't know if Parkinson was your your leeway into this, but like for me, I grew up with a lot of friends who were in acting and in movies. Mm-hmm. When I went to New York, a lot of my buddies, especially my buddy Adam, shout out to Adam, really into video editing. He was doing a lot sure. of video editing yeah. work. And once you start to understand the basics and the ideas for what goes into video editing. Yeah. I can't stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. When I watch a movie, I'm like, man, what a great cut. Yep. Like, what are you talking yep. about? I'm like, I. these are the things I pay attention the same to way. now. I'm
4: the same way. Yeah,
0: that's why I'm very curious to watch 1917. It's, it, it, yeah.
4: it's great, Like, and, and honestly, if you go into it looking for the cinematography, I think you'll enjoy the movie a lot more than if you're going <laughs> yeah. into it for the story. Because, you know, not for nothing, but if you didn't care about the cinematography and you're just in it for the story, it's a kind of a dry... Yeah. boring movie mm-hmm. like you know when you look at it from that point of view and, and I almost kind of looked at it as like a World War One kind of cut down version yeah. of Saving Private Ryan interesting and like it was fine and you know shout out to what you would say it was fine it was fine but, <laughs> but you know it, for, for what it was I think that if the cinematography wasn't at the level that it was I don't think it would have been a contender in anything
0: did you sit through Irishman
4: I did all of it. One, yeah. one sitting. Um, you know, I always forget that Netflix movies are a part of that now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I think that's what happened, though, with yeah. that movie, actually. Like, that movie won nothing
0: last night. Really? I just found out it is the first movie that Scorsese's done since, I think, Gangs in New York that got hmm. nominated for more than, like, seven or eight awards and won nothing. Wow. Didn't win anything. That's I surprising. Think, I feel like it was kind of early in the cycle. Like, when that movie came out and it was popular but it's really long. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily like um, I've seen Goodfellas a billion times. Sure. I've seen Goodfellas so many times I can recite the movie to you. My excitement in going back to watch 3 hours of The Irishman is yeah. tampered to say the least. Sure. Like I'm not yeah. Now that I didn't like it. it was a good movie. I just don't see it being rewatchable in the way that like a Casino or a Goodfellas or even yeah. like uh, Gangs of New York was yeah. because of the conciseness of it. And
4: I'm a notorious it. like yeah. multi-watcher of everything, yeah. and I don't think like if someone's like, "Oh, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Irishman yet," like i would be like, "Yeah, let's watch it," but I'm not gonna sit down and put it on myself. <laughs> not true. not even because it was too long or anything like that. I just think that there was so mm-hmm. many different things about the Irishman that people were paying attention to, yeah. and it kind of like took away from the story a little bit. But also, I think that sometimes like when you tighter. Yeah, and I also think that a lot of times when you load up a cast like that, people kind of, like, expect it to do so well, and maybe they don't put as much emphasis into the actual story itself.
0: Even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you look at, like, that movie that came out, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, it's got all these big time stars in it, and the movie didn't really win much. Like, it was a great movie, I really liked it, I thought it was, Mm -hmm. like, the best movie I've seen all year. I'm not totally surprised it didn't win.
4: I'm curious to know how, and and I'm not 100% uh, up-to-date on how, like, the awards are decided upon or who who vote or whatever. But I wonder how much of Academy purists there are that are kind of going against the Netflix vibe. Because didn't Scorsese come out and say some big thing about how Netflix shouldn't be part of the consideration or something something, along those lines? it's
0: something to do with the idea that, like... um, If a movie doesn't have a theatrical run, Mm -hmm. like they put The Irishman in theaters specifically so it could have a theatrical run so they could, you know, he could feel better about it. Sure. Right? I don't think The Irishman necessarily is a movie that I lost anything in seeing it on a small screen as opposed Mm -hmm. to a big screen. 1917, you want to see it on a big screen, you want to see it shot in a particular way, it's big action. It probably loses something in translation. I don't think The Irishman did. So, I think they put it out in the theater specifically just to meet this.
4: Yeah, you could watch Irishman on your phone, and it would be the exact same as you watch it in
0: theater. David Lynch (laughs) would be mad. Uh, (laughs) All right, so let's get into this week's lightning round questions. All right. Uh, First, start with internet rumors and innuendos. And I'm going to go to uh, your fiance's Twitter account for this one because you mentioned it. Her tweet was simply Can't wait for Mark to get home to show off all my new TikTok moves and dances to him. You mentioned you're really trying to lean into the TikTok social media stuff. Are you good at TikTok now? No. 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 <laughs> you just leave it up to her? You, uh,
4: yeah, I mean she she <laughs> is she is incredibly 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 into TikTok. Yes, she is. To I the point this. that like I know some of these songs and like I really wish like your your listeners could see my body language right now because it's like it's it, it like you know like when you have like that buzzing in your ears and you can't get yeah, rid yeah, of it and you is, don't know why Yeah. <laughs> it's like that like the tiktok songs because they're all the same like the, it's it's like tinnitus inside my head and i can't mm. get it out and i walked upstairs and i like this was it this was like a perfect tiktok video i walked upstairs and she's in the living room with her phone with like you know those like um like the gojo tripods you can like wrap the yeah. legs around stuff mm, and hold mm, it. Mm. she's got her phone on one of those wrapped around a, a, a a pole of a lamp in our living room, <laughs> and she's going through this whole thing, and I'm just standing there, just like watching her, until she like comes to like a spin right. in it, and she spins and stops halfway, and just like is instantly embarrassed that I caught oh, her yeah. doing a TikTok video. <laughs> but I will say about TikTok that the more time I spend trying to figure it out and like just going, because I, I guess yeah. like part of it, you have to watch other TikToks to get the idea, you know, the yeah, thing yeah, going. Yeah. And um, what was what was really cool is that yesterday or over the weekend. This this kid um, named Nick he he sent the zoo a shout out mm. about like hey you know if you like my videos about animals because he he's a big animal kid too he's like oh if you if you like my videos about animals you know go check out the Utica Zoo go check out their page because all their animals are so great and you know yada yada yeah. and I'm like I feel like that's what TikTok's all about mm-hmm. is is just like getting people to connect and and it's it's not about you know, how many likes you get or anything like that. Like, sure, there is that aspect to sure. it, but but you don't ever hear about, like, kids talking about, oh, you know, I got this many likes on my TikTok versus, you know, how kids of that same age talk about Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's a very, very different... I feel like TikTok, you can be much more yourself even though yes. you're emulating what millions of other people are doing. Because if you look at some of them, it's all different people doing the exact same thing. Yes. But doing it, like, in their own way.
0: I definitely struggle with it because I see it all day in school yeah. and with the kids, and I get frustrated as a teacher on mm. that aspect, but I'm also not naive in the way that, like, if I had had Twitter when I was in high yeah. school, it would have been tough for me to, like, pull myself away. Yeah,
4: it's 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 definitely, it's one of those things that if you're even remotely into it and you, and you have, like, some time to kill and you're looking for a hole to fall in, TikTok is the hole. <laughs> all
0: right, so let's get into these lightning round questions. Uh Good. Mark Simon, these are new questions for you. I tried my best to get new questions oh, great. for you. Um, what is
4: one personal possession that you, Mark Simon, could never get rid of? Hmm. Um, I would have to say it would be my stuffed animal from when I was a baby. Mm. My mom nice. currently my mom currently has it yeah. uh, holding on to it, which is probably good because You uh, would have uh, ruined it or something or something. Not even me, it would have been either the cats or the dog would have ruined the dogs. it. Because yeah. I mean Give Stella a stuffed animal 30 seconds. Gone. It's, it's done. Gone. So, um, but yeah, uh, his name is Puppy, little white dog. <laughs> and I've, I've had it since since before I was born. And it's just one of those things that I don't ever, I could never mm. place it into a bag to go to Goodwill. I could never throw right. it away. I could never, the only time I would ever give possession of myself to someone else is that I give it to my own kid. Your kid, right. Other yeah, than yeah, that, yeah. I will, I'll be buried with that thing if I have yeah. to. Be, so. Uh, who
0: is your favorite fictional villain hmm. favorite fictional
4: villain that's a tough one because like i'm not really a big like fantasy comic comic book sure. like superhero type thing or type person um let's come back to that one because right. i'll i'll th- i'll think of something but I, i'll doesn't worry it doesn't
0: have you. to be a comic book thing i was thinking about this all the time like if you if there was something you grew up watching as a kid there's a generally a bad guy in it somewhere along the way, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily like a... Like, I'm sure Bobby's World had a villain somewhere along the way. Was there a Bobby's World villain? That's a real vague reference. I'm going
4: to... I'm Honestly, and, and this just popped in my head, but I really think this is definitely up there. I'm going to say UG from uh, Sweet Your Shorts. Ah! Ugg! Oh, because yes. he was like, you know, at that time, like all the kids, like he was like... <laughs> he
0: is the villain. He was the
4: old guy. But what's funny is like he was the... Like, <laughs> if you look back, UG was probably like... 25 years old like being like the 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 old villain to all these like 17 year old campers who all look like they're like also 25 yeah 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 so yeah i I, think ugly was just like that like he wanted Uh, to be cool but he needed that like respect so it just made him more of a villain than he probably ought to have been his last name was lee as well so oh really So i don't know if you need that
0: uh all right so uh what is your dream category on jeopardy. A category that would show up on Jeopardy and you feel like you would dominate the category no matter who is out there.
4: Uh the office trivia.
0: Office trivia. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty popular one now.
4: Yeah, it, it, it definitely is and and you know, I I've, I've said for years that I will smoke anyone in office trivia. And there's been a couple out there that are like people come up with questions that like mm-hmm. um like what like what did Oscar say during Michael Scott's roast in Spanish? when, yeah. like, I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to know that? But that's something that if you're going to be an office buff, you got to know, and I still don't know. So I, I gotta... finally bit the bullet. I've been sort of um, circling
0: around watching it for, like, the seventh time. <laughs> so I've been, like, watching clips on YouTube instead, and I finally bit the bullet last night, and I watched a couple episodes from season two really early on. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's a different show yes. early on. It's a lot darker oh, yeah. in terms of, like, the Michael Scott character. Really interesting that where there's a lot to. more
4: like sexual assault and like, yes, just absolutely You're like horrendous things. things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah What's funny sure. is I, um, I, I did a, um, I think it was a sexual harassment training, mm. and they used like four different like got mentions yeah. of things from The Office mm. on how you shouldn't do that in an office setting. Yeah, and I'm like, honestly, if you need to be told that, maybe you shouldn't be working he's, in an office setting.
0: He said before in interviews that like he looks back at it and he's like, yeah. a lot of this would not fly now. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But uh, yeah, like The
4: Office now for a lot of reasons wouldn't fly, but definitely for those reasons. What's your favorite single fast food menu item? McDonald's double cheeseburger. Donald's double I will, very strong. I will put down four of those in a sitting, depending <laughs> on
0: how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, give me one book, album, movie, or show that you are currently reading, listening to, or watching.
4: So every time I've been on on the podcast, it's this question has always been part of it, and I've always been a album uh, listening to or show I'm watching. But in 2020, I've been making an effort to actually read more. Very good. And I am uh, I, I got uh, my dad's old Kindle. For uh, oh, as as, as, a, as a secondary uh, Christmas gift, and I have been reading uh, Edward Snowden's book, mm, and really. it's um, it's very dry, but at the same time, like because I listened to him, I listened to Edward Snowden on Joe Rogan mm-hmm. before I read it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he talks a lot about the book on there. It's very very interesting because it makes you root for him but hate yeah. him at the same time. Well, he's a, it's very a, interesting.
0: He's a divisive figure in that way, anyway. Yes. Like I think, again, we get into like this nuanced thing. You can have complex opinions about people. Yes. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. And he's one of those very complex individuals where it's like maybe you read something like, <laughs> I don't know if I hate this guy or love yeah. him, but I know he's important.
4: Yeah. He he is not much older than we are. Yeah. And pretty. he the way he opens the book, it's a lot about his personal life and how he kind of got yeah. to the point that he got himself to. And it's amazing to see how much similarity there is between him and us as far as like that being glued to the computer that you yeah. just couldn't pull yourself away because you just, mm. the constant like exploration aspect of it. Like now as adults, you know, we got all of our regular things that we, you know, check out. Mm. But then it was just open, expert like what can I do with this computer? And it was, it, I found that most interesting. And it, it, like I said, it's a very dry book, but it's also very, very interesting. So I, I really do recommend it. Even if you are very opinionated one way or the other about his sure. situation, I think that it's definitely worth a read. You
0: should always educate yourself more on things you're interested in. Absolutely. Uh, Mark, Utica Zoo <coughs> Marketing Coordinator, Mark Simon, it is always a pleasure to have Thanks, you my back friend. on the show. Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, again, folks, UticaZoo.org, backslash Winter in the Wild, or just go to UticaZoo.org, go to their Facebook page, February 29th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, we're looking forward to it, and we appreciate you, you spending time. Thank you. Peace. Mark Simon, <laughs> I was saying it's a very Utica zoo heavy show today. You know, he yeah. comes in here, you come in here. I know it's good. Are you excited for winter in the wild?
3: So excited! I'm really excited. It's nice to have like a winter activity. I mm-hmm. think things for you know.
0: Well, that's a good point because we brought it up a little bit in the interview. Mm-hmm. You know, not every zoo in the world stays open during the winter time. Yeah. It's not as common no. as you think. And because you guys are open in the wintertime, it makes sense to do some sort of winter event, take advantage of the fact that you guys have this opportunity that you couldn't get in other places. For sure. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Go to org for more information. Guys, it's that time once hey, again. I
3: missed
0: it. Did you really? No. You, I, didn't, I didn't think you did. It's that time four history lessons
3: oh gosh it's so orange it's why are you even so highlight he, every sentence is highlighted here's the thing about this there's, the no there's no point in no point you want to know highlight why it. you, it's a small font you <laughs> folks <laughs> you folks can't fun. see
0: it on here I've condensed these down from three pages to two. So even though there's more yeah, highlights, well, there's considerably is less content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a way, there's a method to my math. I know what I'm
3: doing. You just
0: <laughs> want to use a highlighter? I do love to use a highlighter. For <laughs> <laughs> like, all these nice highlighters. Let, Let me tell like, you. Some that's like a weird thing from like school when I was a kid that I did find out. Someone told me I over-highlight stuff. Like I'm, when I'm, you're not surprised, I'm, I'm sure. But like, you're only supposed to highlight the important
3: facts. I know. Well, you like, do like to make lines. highlight the whole paper. So
0: what I do sometimes... Your highlighting is a design choice.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. So what I'll do sometimes
0: is I'll highlight certain parts, like specific lines, and then if there's like a box or an area I want to reference, I'll circle the whole box and then put like cross lines through it and be like, I'll come back to this whole section later. Okay, I'm not doing it for this.
1: No, uh, Alright. My philosophy on uh, highlighting my, my
0: highlighting <laughs> philosophy. Uh, on this day, nineteen fourteen. The Squaw Man, the first feature-length film shot in Hollywood by director Cecil B. DeMille, is released. It's a silent Western drama. It was also Cecil B. DeMille's directorial debut and the first feature film to be shot in what is now called Hollywood, California. So up until this point, in the early 1900s, most motion pictures were uh, the patent for motion pictures was held by Thomas Edison's Motion Picture Company in New Jersey, and filmmakers were often sued to stop their production because they were using his technology. So, to escape this, uh, filmmakers began moving out west to Los Angeles, where attempts to enforce his patents were easier to evade. So, they're like, they can't get us from the other side of the country. Uh, By 1912, major motion picture companies had been set up near Los Angeles, uh, in or around it, uh, where the weather was ideal and there was quick access to various settings like mountains, plains, and lowlands. uh, And it soon became the capital of the film industry in the United States. So, the Hollywood sign itself. Is from 1923, it actually used to read Hollywood Land and it was built in the Hollywood Hills to advertise a housing development called Hollywood Land, so essentially, like just a housing project, right? Like, uh, so for the next 25 years, it sort of stays there until the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce uh, decides they want to repair it and rebuild it. But their agreement was they had to remove the word land because they didn't want it to be for the housing development they wanted it to be for the region mm-hmm. so that's why the hollywood sign uh came into existence in 1949. uh so in 1994 hollywood alabama and 10 other towns named hollywood successfully fought hollywood california's attempt to trademark the name uh because apparently hollywood alabama was around for six years before hollywood california also, Hollywood, Hollywood is not really the name of the city anymore. It's a part of Los Angeles. So that's why they lost their right to uh, to trademark Hollywood. So there you go. Wow.
1: A lot of good information in there about
3: Absolutely. Hollywood.
1: Imagine if these people put that same kind of energy into something. I worthwhile. was
3: thinking the exact same thing. Worthwhile.
1: 10 people, 10 Seriously. different cities <laughs> were fighting over the copyright of a name. I'm sure there's time, man hours, that and time. dollars <laughs>
0: spent. Early 90s, we had more time to spend, more money to spend. More money to, money to spend. Uh, on this day, 1942, uh, Archie from the Archie comic books debuts. You guys know about Archie?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you read Archie comics growing up? No. No? Did you read no. Archie comics? No. So Archie uh, debuted in a series called Pep Comics. Uh, he lives in Riverdale, if you didn't know that, and he attended <laughs> Riverdale High School. Uh, do you know any of the characters besides Archie? Isn't there Betty? That's one of them. Very good. Betty Cooper. She was the mm-hmm. vocalist, guitarist, and precision player for the band The Archies
1: as well. Who else she got? Yeah, Who else she got?
0: I oh, got? Two more. There's I two know. more. I
3: can't even think right now. I gave you Betty for crying out loud. Veronica. 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 Oh, yeah. And right. also
1: the boy, the legend, Jughead. Jughead. That is correct. His best friend. I
3: watched the Riverdale one on CW once. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that People it like that quite a bit. People say that's, <laughs> that's really good. That's bad. Is that
1: man's name still Jughead on that yeah. show? Do they still call him Jughead on <laughs> Riverdale? That's amazing. Uh, couple of the kids. Ca- Yeah. That's hilarious. A couple
0: other characters you guys forgot along the way. Uh, Veronica's rich father, Hiram Lodge, which is a great name. (laughs) Killer name. Uh, And Riverdale's high school principal, Waldo Weatherby. Do you guys know either of those two? You ever heard of those? No, No, I didn't know know, know. know anything about those either. No. Uh, So, much like the Muppets, there was a series called Little Archie, which chronicled his adventures as a preteen and as a child as they went through elementary school. Uh, and then, of course, there is a 2010 revival from the comic books that chronicles two alternate parallel storylines in which he marries both Veronica
1: and Betty. I'm trying to do too much. We'll try to
0: do a little too much. I'm a I, ambitious. I did a little research for Archie when I was doing this one. There's, like, a new Archie comic series, and it's very edgy now. Of much course. in the vein of your show, Riverdale, which we'll talk about It's a right gritty reboot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Riverdale, of course, is an American teen drama series based on the characters of Archie and Archie Comics. It was originally conceived as a feature film adaptation, uh, but the idea was reimagined as a television series for Fox, which later made its way to the CW. It's also, because everything has to be, it is in an extended universe. The Riverdale TV show exists in the same universe as The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is also very popular, and then something called Kathy Keene, Katie Keene. So Mm -hmm. there you go, the Riverdale Archie Comics uh, extended universe. Any thoughts about Archie before I move on? No, I'm glad you
3: shared. All Not that a one. Though. I'm so happy you shared all that. I was
0: a big Jughead fan. Nice. I like Jughead's like weird little crown hat. Was he the one who's always eating hamburgers too,
1: or is that Whippy from Popeye? Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to. I would need another refresher on my Great Depression comics. Ask your Google thing. <laughs> Not asking that Google
0: thing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, on this day, 1959. Uh, The Lincoln Memorial is placed on the back of the U.S. penny, replacing what was called the sheaves of wheat. You guys remember that from before the Lincoln Memorial? It used to just say in the back of the pennies, one cent, and it had two little pieces of wheat. Uh, Now the Lincoln Memorial is gone. I didn't realize that until someone brought it to my attention. Now it's the Liberty Shield now. Um, All right, some fun facts about pennies. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, first U.S. cent was produced in 1787. Uh, it was made primarily of copper, or copper-plated. Uh, featured Abe Lincoln since 1909. Uh, in the early 2000s, the price of metal used to make pennies rose to a noticeable cost. Uh, this pushed the U.S. Mint to look for alternative metals, and also brought the penny debate into more focus. It's Damn. been, su- it's been <laughs> suggested that the cent should be eliminated as a unit of currency for several reasons. Probably correct. Yeah.
1: <laughs> probably the right call. Yeah. I was just going
0: to ask you guys, it seems like we... Would your life be any different if everything was just rounded up at extra? We're kind of past the pennies. yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm somebody who would like people to round up to a dollar sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I would much rather pay $4 for a beer than $3.25. <laughs> if yeah. I'm honestly... I'll pay the extra 75 cents yeah. not to have you chuckle Anybody quarters would.
3: It's only uh, waitressing, you get all that change. It sucks.
0: Most people apparently only use them to return to a bank to ha- cash in higher denomination currencies... Or they put them in coin counting kiosks, which is where a lot of them go to die. Uh, And most American vending sorry most modern vending machines do not accept pennies anyway, which further diminishes their utility. Although I would hate to be behind a vending machine with some asshole with like ninety nine pennies trying to get in there. Like one, two. Uh, In anticipation of people like getting rid of their pennies, uh, the U.S. Mint. Put new regulations on them in 2006, which criminalizes the melting of pennies and nickels and places limits on the exports of the coins. So they don't want you to get rid of them or destroy them. They
3: That's have a plan. Cr- they have a plan.
0: It's a crime. uh All right. So moving on from do you see people
1: yeah, do them on the floors? The pennies on oh, the floor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bar tops. Bar tops, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm into that. That's pretty cool.
0: Uh, all right. this day, 1983. The classic Bonnie Taylor single, Total Eclipse of the Heart. I bought
3: that record the other day. Did you, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> this... So weird. I have problems. Uh,
0: this song was released on her fifth studio album, Faster Than the Speed of Night. What a title. That's an amazing <laughs> album title. Uh, the song became Bonnie Taylor's biggest career hit, topping the UK charts, becoming the biggest selling single of 1983 in the UK. Uh... It was Billboard's number 6 song of the year. It was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Uh, So this song was written by a guy named Jim Steinman. You ever heard of that name? No. No. Jim Steinman is most well known for being the guy who writes all of Meatloaf's songs. Uh, After seeing Meatloaf perform his Bad Out of Hell Live tour, uh, Bonnie Taylor approached his producer and asked him to be her producer. So Total Eclipse of the Heart... Uh, was written for her by the guy who wrote Meatloaf songs. And now that I know that, I can't... It makes total sense. I can see Meatloaf singing Total Eclipse of the Heart. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. Um, The version you hear on the radio is actually a shortened version, which is four and a half minutes long. The original song is seven minutes and two seconds. It's a lot of song. Beautiful. This Total Eclipse of the Heart (laughs) is one of those kind of songs where if I hear it or even discuss it, I'm sure that it will be stuck in my head it is an earworm style song uh, I, I reload of some of the most uh, common earworm songs but what are some songs that you guys feel like you hear and they immediately
1: get stuck in your head um that there's a lot of them uh, there's a lot that come to mind but one that always happens what is that mr. Sandman song is in the Fallout games? Oh, uh, it's if just Mr. I hear Man. That first run of bells, that's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the day, in and out. Um, the that wa- first little run with the, the bells at the mm-hmm. opening.
0: Yep. Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. That's a good one. Uh, I pulled up a list. Have you, you have any more before Let I pull the list think. up? I
3: can't
0: think. You can. <laughs> he gets us. Uh, here's a list of some of the more popular ones people wrote um, Moves Like Jagger by Maroon 5. No.
1: No, uh, no. Never. Bohemian
0: Rhapsody. Mm-mm. Bad Romance, Lady Gaga. Don't Stop Believin' by Journey. No. Oh, really? No. no. Uh, I was going to say for mine, Hall & Oates is oh, yeah, very sure. high. Any Hall & Oats song is for, immediate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's uh, on their list? There are a lot of Lady Gaga songs. Uh, Alejandro, Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Poker Face, uh, Somebody That I Used to Know by Goitier. Remember that song? Yeah. Great song. Uh, and then Can't Get You Out of My Head by like Kylie Minogue. I think I said that one already oh yeah that mm. one works for me I like that, that one. One stays. Bad Romance was the number sure. one song by Lady mm. Gaga I mean this list feels like it was very at a time very middle of the road yeah try to, like a, lot to a lot of Broadway older songs through for me
3: that one I just can't think right yeah now. this is
1: one of those I'm definitely gonna as soon as we're done yeah.
0: I'll, think it's out of I'll probably
3: text you
1: any sort of yeah. like classic might any, answer. any
0: I mean. sort of like blue eyed soul song like any sort of like Bruce Hornsby or like some crap like that or some sort of like um <laughs> like any Neil Diamond song you Bruce play for me <laughs> I like
3: like if you play a Neil Caroline
0: I actually hate Sweet Caroline, but... but I do too, when like, I watched a scene from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last week, and it has the song Brother Loves Travel and Salvation Show on it, and that got stuck in my head for like uh, for the next day and a half. So, mm. yeah. I've heard the rumor... Uh, the, the rumor is, to get rid of a song that's stuck in your head, you are supposed to listen to that song all the way through. Like, mm. force yourself to sit and listen to the song, and then once you've listened to it, you won't want to get it stuck in your head.
1: Okay. Something that'll get stuck in my head, and I don't know if it happens the same way for people, but like as somebody who plays music, I'll get different parts Mm -hmm. stuck in my head of things. Like I'll get like instruments and specifically bass or lead guitar melodies or different things like that are sometimes more likely to get stuck in my head than like lyrics or words or a chorus. Mm. That happens to me a lot where I'll get like a certain like bass part or a certain little like synth line stuck in my head on repeat.
0: Now I get, I get lyrics stuck in my head. Some sort of like cycle of something that I'll keep singing over and over again. Uh, Steely Dan, obviously. That happens a lot for me. Like, like three lyrics from a Steely Dan song just over and over again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty common. Uh, all right, and then last but not least on this day, 2019, last year, NASA confirmed that the Mars Opportunity rover had ended its 15-year mission due to a sandstorm. Uh, launched in 2003, it landed on January 25, 2004. There were two separate Mars rovers at the time. There was the Opportunity, and there was one called the Spirit, which was its twin rover. Uh, that one functioned until 2010, so it was there for about six years. Uh, Opportunity, however, lasted for 14 years and 46 days, which is 55 times its designed lifespan for staying on the planet, which is mind-blowing to me. You could make something that would just somehow survive in space that much longer than it's supposed awesome. to. Really impressive, man. So I like any sort of space stuff and NASA stuff, but just the innovation level for something like this yeah. is very much. Big modern. space guy. Big space Big guy. Space guy. Uh, some of these missions that it uh, highlighted over the years included a 90 solar mission, uh, finding extra Martian meteors such as Heat Shield Rockshire, and over two years of exploring and uh, studying Victoria's Crater. Uh, it consisted of one. It, uh, it's considered one of NASA's most uh, successful ventures. Uh, it died in a dust storm, which is why I think it's wild that it lasted that many that much like time. Because how do you stop like a dust storm? Doesn't matter how make how nice you make something. Weird Martian dust storm. Uh, I watched a video this week about how uh, whether or not humans could survive on Mars, which is why I was thinking about this. Mm. Uh, turns out it would be very tough. It turns <laughs> it turns, turns out, out still no. <laughs> well, this is, this is like uh, they, still they, no. This is like the explain it like i five section. Like I guess the first I, I came across this stupid idea that I'd never thought about before. I was like, oh, you know what? There's no like trees on Mars. You couldn't build anything. It's like yeah, duh. Like, yeah. I don't know why it took me so long Maybe to figure that out. A plant tree. Space continues to be a vacuum. Uh, terraforming.
1: That was. I read an article <laughs> about. That. That's okay. like one of the first. Is that an option? No. 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 <laughs> Not yet. There's no oxygen. There's no atmosphere.
0: Oh. You have to generate atmosphere before you can do that.
1: Science. It's wild. We almost had it. We were this close to solving living on Mars here in the podcast. <laughs> Terrifying. Someone me. Heather almost did us. Well, it turns out NASA's at the
0: door. We'll see you next week. Uh, I heard a really sad stat for uh, today for you guys. Oh, um, sad. Oh. It, uh, did you guys? I'm just gonna have you guess what percentage of Americans uh, say they have not read a book in whole or in part all of last year. Twenty-five to thirty-five percent. Fifty. Uh little high. Twenty-seven percent is what we said. Twenty-seven. Well, kind of close. More than yes. halfway to fifty. Yes. That's your yeah, right. uh Twenty-seven percent said they have not read that? a book in whole in part of the past year, whether in print, electronic, or audio form. Uh, there's a whole breakdown here in terms of like different demographics, but it is kind of sad. I guess it's not surprising though, right? It feels like books have sort of lost their excitement to the youth culture i feel like kids not my kids do not read the way that they did when i was in high school i mean call it what you will call it reading on the internet call it reading like articles other like, stuff.
3: like mystery and like stalker books and things like that and yeah the, now the ones that i get that i've started to read they are trying to be so now like talking about like facebook in it and uh, it is linked and like all this weird stuff like they're trying yeah, really the... hard to make like can... books be up to date and it's almost frustrating to read it and hear them tr- like putting useless yes. things in there that don't need to be in the story I could imagine that it
1: could be really discouraging to go out and try to read books and not really know what you're getting into because you find a lot of junk yeah. like that because I've also found See that same thing um, I, I think there's a couple of things I think that number if I'm not mistaken was for adults I don't think that took uh, like under oh. 18s into no account Yeah. regardless what that number because those kids are forced to read a little bit more I think the number is probably a little bit low I think a lot of people probably lied on that survey and mm-hmm. said they read a book this year when they haven't. Um, but I would be interested to see how those numbers compare to different times, too. You know what I mean? Because, like, we make reference, like, oh, it's not like when we were in high school. It still was the minority yeah. of people yeah. who were reading books a lot back then and stuff like that. But, no, it doesn't really surprise me.
0: This article is from Pew Research. It says uh, in 2011 it was 19%. So it's yeah. gone up about 8% over the last, uh, you know, 9 to 10 points. Years yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I wonder, too, if it's an attention span thing. Right? Like, have people lost the attention span to want to sit down with a book for like two or three hours and get really engrossed with it I when they're not I there.
1: I don't know if it's so much that people have lost the attention span. I don't like, I, I think that's a little bit too passive. I think it's a choice that mm. people make, you know what yeah. I mean? Whether how conscious and subconscious is not like, oh, well, you know, just don't have the attention span. Anymore. It's like No, you just don't. You don't even you don't try to do it, you know what I mean? Because I noticed that even when I'm not reading as much as I used to be, I'll get caught up in a book and all of a sudden I'm right back there. And it's not like I'm reading the book. I'm like, oh, i got to look at something else and earn the same attention. But it's just you sort of got to make that dive and start and, like, actually commit Mm -hmm. to, like, I'm going to do some reading now. You know what I mean? Like, it's something you have to actively do. You can't do it while you're doing something else. It just doesn't work like that.
0: Uh, All right. We'll do two quick uh, bits from other blogs, and then we'll call it a show. Uh, All right. So let's start with this one. Guys, what is the most despised dish? To wash by hand if you are doing the dishes. What is the most despised item or uh, piece of kitchen thing that you have to wash when you are washing dishes? Uh, my first thought would be cheese grater. Yeah. Cheese grater's that's tough. There's no way to effectively get that cheese grater clean unless you screw up your sponges or your hand.
1: It's not great. Yeah, you gotta really soak it out with hot water. And probably that's something like a hose. That hose comes in the, the place. You yeah. can spray it off or like a dead sponge you don't care about. Um, anything where there's like burnt bits caked into it you know mm. what I mean like anytime yeah. Or like, from different time like when I was younger like bottom of the totem pole like restaurants or working at the nursing home when I was really young and having to clean like some pots and pans I and mean, yeah. you get some stuff really cooked onto there good you gotta scrub the hell out of it with steel wool and it still takes some time anything like that or glasses that it's tough to get to the bottom of because they're yep. too narrow I hate to clean like the bottom part of a pint glass trying to like reach in and well, you got big giant get hands, a good do clean you. well yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah baby bottles
0: baby bottles yeah
3: gross mm. Mm. yep
0: Makes sense. Um, Quick shout-out to Tupperware. I hate... There's a certain... Unless you're using, like, scalding hot water, you can't get that weird film off of the inside of that Tupperware. Mm -hmm. It's gross. It's out there forever. I hate it. Not a big fan of Tupperware. Also, it makes a big mess in the sink. If you fill it up with water, then dump it over, it's a big mess. I hate Tupperware. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, And here's a good one, since we were just talking about it earlier on, about kids and interacting nieces and nephews. What's your What children's shows... Are most enjoyed by parents as well as the children. I mean, my first answer is like Sesame Street, right? Like, mm. you don't like Sesame Street? No good. Your parents like
1: Sesame Street.
0: My mom loves Sesame Street. She thought it was really clever and really charming.
1: I wonder if she's with
3: our uh... kids now, or what we watch with our parents.
0: Well, what you watch with your kids uh, as an adult? Like, yeah. which are, which of Kaz's shows do you find the least unbearable? I guess.
3: Um, there's a show called Troll Hunter on Netflix. Troll Hunter. And it's actually really awesome to watch because he can watch it and I can watch it. Not through... to be
1: confused with the movie Troll Hunter on Netflix. No. no it's just like no, a no,
3: that's a creepy, scary movie behind cartoon. No, it's a cartoon.
0: Kevin, <laughs> uh, yeah, how about you? Do you remember any cartoons you've ever watched
1: with like kids that you were like, this isn't so bad? No, I haven't watched any cartoons with kids.
3: That's not fair.
0: since I was a kid myself. Mm.
1: I assume I will maybe probably at some point in the future now with the niece, but like I haven't really been around kids like that where i've had to watch like cartoons now
0: uh i enjoyed a few of them when my niece when i was living in new york with my niece and nephew doing that whole bit um there's a show called yo gabba gabba i've talked about before it was really cool it was a very music centric show they get like real bands to come in and play songs about like yeah, yeah, washing yeah. your hands and stuff
1: I remember hearing about that. um i it wasn't much you right? gotta get the kid up on a movie the shows are kind of tough the movies good like, blathering about like colors and numbers yeah it's yeah. tough over and yeah. over but like i know like my cousin's little boy he's uh like two ish yeah. going on two right around that age range um he loves the movie coco the disney movie. yeah yeah that's a great so movie. he wants to put coco i haven't seen coco yet but Coco. he wants to put coco on all the time yep. so that's probably a good uh, a better case scenario where it's at least yeah. you're watching a movie there's songs there's like actual dialogue it's not just like children's voices from off-screen, yelling, like, yeah. you know, Orange! Yeah,
0: there's a couple I hate. I hated Peppa Pig. I hated that stupid... I don't know. I hate Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, I, I hated... Just, like, I've heard Paw Patrol is tough. I, I hated they Caillou. They're addicted to it. Caillou? You yeah. Caillou? He's, He's the worst. Uh, Caillou's, Caillou's the worst. You know what I liked? This is an old one, probably. If everyone remembers the Backyardigans. So my niece and nephew were really into that. That wasn't so bad. That was always pretty good. It was yeah. like uh, animals that hung out in played in the backyard. They're, they're nice. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us again this week, folks. Thanks again to Mark Simon, org for information about Winter in the Wild, February 29th, 2020. Winter uh, in general. Winter Call in general. In uh, follow Heather at HeatherWaz1. You can follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. You can follow me at SFDoom or just follow the show at Uticast. We are on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts. We're taking over the web. Sayonara, humanoids. Keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Uh, we got a vacation coming up next week. I'm excited. I'm not going to do anything except lounge around. Maybe, okay. maybe get some guests. You guys will be working.